If you're still deciding on your spring break getaway, Amtrak's got just the ticket. You can visit cities from D.C. and Philly to New York and Boston, all while enjoying more sustainable travel. Amtrak produces up to 83% less carbon emissions than traveling by car or plane. And did we mention the extra legroom and comfy seats? Book early and save at Amtrak.com. Click or tap the banner. Emissions comparisons vary depending on route and locomotive type. Restrictions may apply. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Seahawks fans, wherever you may be, welcome back for another edition of the Seahawks Playbook Podcast. Join your host, Bill Alpstead and co-host, sports writer and football analyst, Keith Myers, as we talk Seahawks football. Yeah. Uh, oh, man, that is just so spot on. Absolutely. No question. And it over and over. Yeah. It's not just one time. It's not no. like, it's we're going to just go get this player because this guy, this is the piece. This they've made the this is the piece argument like several times, and it hasn't been mm-hmm. over the years. Yeah, and and so Sheldon Richardson and and Jadavian Connie are the best two examples where Abs- and, they traded away a Abs, ton of resources right. for a single player for a single year. Yes. Let's go win it now, and when and it didn't work. Uh, in both of those, like they had a good player for a year. Um, but then that player walks and it's like, okay, now you're without that player and, and, and without and the quite draft. honestly, and both, and that your statement is not correct. I don't believe that those players were very good when they came in. Like Sheldon Rich, Richardson had one of his poorest years as a pro when he was in Seattle and Clowney was injured often and really only impacted one or two games where he wrecked a game. Yeah. San Francisco being the, you know, the, the, the biggest game there. Mm-hmm. So and then Jamal Adams hasn't yet wrecked a game, you know, maybe well, a, a little bit here and there peripherally. He, he and he's wrecked been injured. Games he, he's wrecked himself, you know, which yeah. is my biggest fear with him is he's he's a great player. And I do believe that he adds significantly to the roster more than most fans will give him credit for. But he is a guy that's susceptible to shoulder and other injuries mm-hmm. because of the way that he plays. So It'll be interesting to see. I totally agree with your assessment. You like are spot on exactly what has happened to this roster and what has happened to this team is is a perfect assessment. So now 
and, and I'll just go along on this show. What is the answer? So everyone wants heads to roll in the, you know, especially Twitter, which is fine. Um, but you also see that from legitimate sources that follow this team on a daily basis in the media. And you're starting to just get this kind of, you know, the, 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 the heaps out there on the radio, Brock Heward, some of the other coaches that have been around for a while are starting to inject now the narrative that your assessment is kind of being overlooked a little bit. And it's more of a change assessment that needs to happen regardless over the top of everything else. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you kind of pull that back in and how, what's the path well, forward I think, on this I think. I think we circle all the way back to one of the first points we talked about at the beginning of the show, which is uh, Jody Allen saying this isn't a one-year blip, that we got here because of multiple years in a row of playing for right now instead of looking at the health of the franchise as a whole and bring rolling everything back and bring bringing it back all next year for one more shot involves a lot of other moves that are for right now um, and not for... Hold on, hold on, stop outline that what does that what does that mean to you what does that mean that means maybe paying for Dwayne brown even though it's not in the team's best interest to do so but it keeps that spot it's maybe trading away more picks more future picks for um another pass rusher or a cornerback or it's making moves that are for next year that don't that even if they do benefit the team next year, they hurt the team the year after. Can they, can they do it both? Can they, can they have both? Can they, can they get key pieces and start to turn the philosophy of building the roster the right way? I think they can. With the same people in charge. I think they can, but I think you have to, you have to commit to that next year's, next year's not the year. Next year could be a year, but it isn't the year. And you have to be okay with that. And honestly, from Pete Carroll's time in Seattle, I don't believe he will be okay with that. He wants to win right now. And I don't blame him for wanting to win right now. He's 70. You got certain pieces in place. You go figure out what's necessary. What's the biggest piece you can go add. You add it and you you play for And you have a franchise quarterback. That right now is on a two-year deal. Yeah. So you go do what you've got to do in order to get through everything. And, and, and I think in, in Pete Carroll's, but I think that all you're doing, if you do that, even if next year works and you get a deep run into the playoffs and whatnot, is it worth you're, it? You're still looking at 2023 being. Yes. Well, at um, some point, I mean, something's just, going to break and it's going to go completely away. Yeah. Yes. And that's, and that's kind of what we've got this year is they've kept kicking this can down the road so many times that we've reached a point where things are breaking. Yes. And it's kind of a you, metaphor for my body, by the way, I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it, it comes down to, and this is why I, I I'm starting to think that this is, this is what's going to happen is that Jody Allen and the other um, execs and the, the people, um, the high end Vulcan are going to come in and be like, okay, we've got to change our method of operation, uh, at least for a couple of years. We've got to get this 
uh, healthy so we don't become, you know, the Jaguars and where we're at the bottom, which that's probably a bad, um, let's go say the Raiders that make a run and then disappear. Um, and they don't want to be the team that disappears. So you want to figure out a way to make it work. Um, so what do we have to do to do that? And that's going to be to rein in Pete Carroll's desire to win right now and do everything to trading away the future to win right now. Yeah. So Um, he signed here's here's the hope that the kind of the, the the deal is that he is under contract he signed a deal to sign up to coach mm-hmm. a team for four or five more years yep. he's under contract until 2027 no so carol pete carroll's under 20, contract 20, 20 2025 okay he's got, 20, three, he's got three more years so he's signed up all right i know that his desire wants to win but he also wants to build a legacy he wants to build a team that consistently wins over time the, both things can be true and so i'm trying to figure out a way to marry your ideas which are completely factual and accurate with the idea of building sustainability again with this roster so if you want to build sustainability with this roster you have to take you have to take the bill belichick approach to the roster and that is let guys go a year early rather than a year late You've got to trade away a guy that everybody loves, like Bobby Wagner, because he's got value and you can get a draft pick for him and you can replace him with a young, hungry player. Whereas if you wait another year. Who also happens to be on your roster already. Yeah. Um, But you know what I mean? You can, if you wait another year, he walks um, or, or he retires, you get nothing back for him. And And he's diminishing. He's going to have diminishing returns anyway. Because yeah. of his age and, and, and so his it, playing as, ability. As painful as that was, at some point you reach a point where you have to start doing that. Um if you want, you know, if you want to build this consistent winner, you have to be okay with roster turnover. And you've got to, to like be constantly reloading uh and not trying to keep a core together. But you know, you go, you know what, we we need to constantly be rebuilding. Um, because well, unless you re- get that core core, like the core, the 2012-13 core, you keep around for a while. But you, the, you do, yeah, we don't you have do, that at all. We don't have, and that's no. not nearly where, where we're at. In this no, and, and, if, and even if you look at the, um, at the Patriots of their mm-hmm. era, like their, their, yes. their dynasty, yes. other, than, other than their quarterback who's now gone, um, who was their core? Who was that group of people that that they kept around every year um, because they were the core? And especially on defense, because that was a defense-driven team. And you're going to find that guys came and went. Yeah, they, they had a few couple linebackers, Teddy Bruschi and, Bruschi and uh, a few other guys. and Mike Vrabel, um, but, who's yeah, now, now yeah. a head coach. Um, you, right. you got I'll, a couple you know, guys. Right. There, there, there's a couple guys, but the Jason Seymour's um, and the Chandler Jones and a bunch of other really good players that you'd think of as part of a mm-hmm. uh, a championship core that you'd want to keep around. They came, they played, they got traded for draft picks. Yes. Um, and if you're going to let a guy walk, trade him a year earlier and get the return for him. 
Yeah. So you so you you you're constantly have the picks to to consistently reload. And the Seahawks are in a position where they don't have the picks to reload this year because they don't have they've been trading with their first round picks for too long and they don't have the talent to keep and they don't have a lot of assets that they could trade to get those. So that's why they're in a situation where I don't know if it's a both situation because you have to build that. Um the Seahawks were in that position a few years ago. I think if instead of uh, tra- instead of cutting Richard Sherman, if you'd traded him, oh, they can't do that because he torn his Achilles. Um, but they could, it, you know, those are the types of situations they lost Cam Chancellor and Cliff Averill to injury. Yeah, uh, I mean, injury. certain things, certain things happen so, that you so the, that are those, out of your control. Yeah, those are those are the things that really hurt. But um, creating an opportunity where you can, uh, I mean, so that that. The whole idea kind of fell apart, but they, there was a time when this roster was road, loaded enough that they could have been like, you know what, let's Earl Thomas is super unhappy. Let's go ahead and trade him, get some draft picks for him. And instead they didn't, they waited, they waited, and then he got, gets hurt. Um, so he becomes untradeable. Yeah. He flips off the coach and, um, and the rest is history. And so, you know, he's not, you can't resign him and you know, he's not coming back. And you had this, um, you know, hall of fame player that left for nothing um, because you mishandled uh, his situation. And I think that that's ultimately where you run into problems. If they had traded him a year earlier, um, gotten whatever it was they could get for him, even if it was like so a second think, or third round. Pick, you think the greed, the greed of roster building for winning now is the demise of this current state of the franchise? Yes. And to get it back, do you trust the same people to go forward? Um, honestly, no. Because John Pete Schneider. Carroll, well, I'm talking about Pete Carroll. He, he, well, let's at, talk about John at, Schneider's role in this. We don't know John Schneider's role in this because Pete Carroll has 100% roster control. So I think that John Schneider then is good enough to man the man it if if uh pete moves on now say let's pete pete stays i i do believe that's the case i think pete stays i think everything kind of stays together um and i think they do the the happy medium thing you know which is still winning now because pete's not going to want to win he's not going to want to not win He's going to want to do everything he can to win. That's fine. That's his mm-hmm. coaching job. That's a separate job than personnel. Um, if he could somehow separate the personnel thing and allow Schneider to kind of just begin the process of uh, moving personnel into the right positions of strength, the trenches and so forth, um, to kind of get this back on track long term, while also, you know, you mentioned cap resources this year i think we've have somewhere in the neighborhood of between 45 and 55 million dollars to start not having a left tackle not having a uh center not having maybe a defensive tackle and, and a back end we're gonna have to replace but we do have an asset and bobby wagner at 20 million dollars we could save 17 million on so you add that back in and build around that i mean we've got some resources Mm-hmm. to begin this process of at least reshaping the roster to match scheme. And if we keep the same coaching staff and then on um, the, the draft part, we are missing the first round 
draft pick, but we do have high picks in each round and and a couple of fourth rounders. I think seven yeah, picks overall. Couple seven picks overall. Um, there's like no sixth round pick, but it's like two fourth, two fifth, and all Something the like picks that, are right. all the picks are going to be early in the draft because this team's not good. Um, except for they don't have that first round pick, which is too bad. But um, and I I don't know if it works that way because the way that everything is set up, the way that this working relationship has been for more than a decade um how the decisions are made all that process you don't just change all that you don't tell you don't have pete carroll disappear from those meetings and no longer but but he may come to a realization that we've come to i mean obviously i mean he's a great personnel guy he just is he's been around the nfl for a long time they've done this before it's not like it's this is foreign i think they probably understand the same obviously the same formula the same discussions are going on that we're having um the question is know. can they take action on it i don't i don't know if that's true um i don't know if that's true because i don't know if if they've had this discussion then they wouldn't i have mean the blinders for, are definitely on they wouldn't There's have no traded question. for jamal adams they would that trade wouldn't have happened um and if, and the if, contract if, wouldn't have been extended this year i mean the trade maybe but to yeah. keep it per, to perpetuate it with a long-term deal is that and is that's a, what, is a second sinking <laughs> yeah and and so you have um the this is a team that i think you look at it um and you have that situation where you have a they believe they're close they believe they're right there they need one or two pieces they just need they just need some things to click, right? So this year would have clicked except for the, both their offensive tackles um, play dropped off. So if they could have fixed that and and not had all of their running backs get hurt at the same time, the offense would have been fine and this, this team would be would, would be rolling and their quarterback, you know, injury and and um, both missing time and then not being as good when he comes back. Like uh, I, I, they, for them, they they look at this and like, oh, we we, there all these things just kind of went everything went wrong and that had to go wrong in order for this team to fail. Um, that can't happen, you know, year in, year out. So let's, what do we need to do? What, do, what can we do? Uh, what do we need to do to get us? Okay. So we need to replace this player and we need to upgrade there and we need to do this. And all right, now we'll be ready to go. Let's, let's roll. Let's, let's get out there and, 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 and contend again. Um, and that's going to be the mindset every mm-hmm. year until either the bottom falls out, which is, happening this year but not in a way that's going to wake people up um what force what what power what thing what mind scheme did pete carroll and john schneider go into when they had 275 transactions in a calendar year okay so that's different between then and now so when they did that that was them (laughs) coming into a roster that was terrible it was old it was expensive. They're coming into a roster that's terrible, old, and expensive. Yeah, but they don't see it year. that way. They don't see it that way. Um, the other proud thing that they went into with that particular year is they went into a one-time weird CBA. Would, would they thing. would they be forced into it though, based on the record and the fact that they're last place now? No. I mean, I'm just asking for a friend. Um, like, how do they approach the roster that's obviously a failure? Because it's more than just the roster. Um, at when they came in uh, for 2010, um, they also came into a one-time situation of an uncapped year. 
they could cut loose bad contracts like PJ Husman Jada at no cost in terms of dead cap room or anything. There's no dead cap anything. So they cut loose a lot of those contracts, which meant they had nothing on the roster. I mean, they, they had a few things, but mostly that roster was bare by the time they got done cutting cutting loose the bad contracts, which they could get rid of because of the uncapped year. And so at that point, they're just looking for talent. The 275 roster transactions was to get as many players through in one year so they could look at as many different people and see if they can find pieces, athletes, anyone. Um, and for that point, they were just trying to mine for talent. They weren't, in that sense, they weren't building anything because they were they were starting from, from them at bedrock, right? There's nothing, not even a ground floor, like just even below that bedrock. And they, they're, they're trying to build up from there. Um, and they're in a different spot now. They don't view it as that. They've got their franchise quarterback. They've got uh, what they believe are key franchise pieces. Um, they are, their view of what the roster is, is fixable. It's we're we've got, we've got Russell Wilson. We can contend now. Yes. Let's go contend now and screw the future. It's it's just a different thing. And I think yes. that yes. if you are, if you have that attitude, you can't step back and be like, okay, let's go, let's go back to 2010 and start that process over. Cause that's a total rebuild, but yeah. you can't even really do that because you're not in an uncapped year. You couldn't just go through and just start cutting people left and right and, and clearing up salary room. But we, but we have a fairly malleable roster. I mean, it's, we don't have a huge amount of bad contracts on this roster. Um, True. Besides so, Adams. Yeah. So it'll be, it's going to be interesting. I mean, mm -hmm. you take a look at the Dwayne Brown situation. You take a look at the Carlos Dunlap situation. Um, Bobby Wagner, et cetera. So anyway. Yeah, right. it's a it's gonna be it's gonna be a it's gonna be a difficult offseason no matter what. It's either gonna be difficult because the team's not gonna do what's necessary in order to to move this process forward, or it's gonna be a difficult offseason um because um we're gonna see players we really like leave. So either way, it's going to be a difficult offseason. You're either going to um, have Bobby Wagner go and everyone's going to be disappointed and upset and, and all of those things, um, or you're not going to see him go and you're not going to see any of the other players go. And it's going to be a difficult offseason because this team is, is just kicking the can down the road one more time. And if you're just kicking the can down the road one more time, you're not starting the necessary process to get everything fixed and so it's going to be difficult either way no matter which direction they they head and that i think is the ultimate problem um and me personally after this year and what we've seen and how we've seen kind of this roster construction just start to become a mess i'm ready personally to start the process of fixing it and not just kicking this can down the road and hurting the future more for one more chance. Let's yeah. let's start the process now. Let's go ahead and let Dwayne Brown walk. Um, let's trade Jamal Adams if he's tradable. Let's uh, tr you know cut or trade uh, Carlos Dunlap if you can um, 
you know, if you can trade him, do it. If not, cut him and 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 get the cap room. Go spend it on younger players. Go find um, a Michael Bennett or a Cliff Averill, someone that's in their prime, not someone who's 34. Yeah. Um, Don't rely on a guys like Benson Mayo to make a difference on your roster. Yeah. You know? Go. I mean, they, they've been bargain shopping for guys like that for way too long. Go get a guy that's in his prime as a difference maker um, that you don't have to trade assets for. You can just go sign and um accumulate some draft picks draft some young players make some hard decisions on current guys especially popular current guys um and get this make give us a future give us a roster that has a future because right now they don't have one i mean how many guys on the roster right now will be on this team and and um significant contributors in three years uh, probably less than 10. Yeah, and that's a problem. And now, a word from our sponsor, DraftKings. Football fans, I'm sure we all love an action-packed, high-scoring NFL game, but with the latest no-brainer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, you'll be a winner once a single point is scored. New customers who bet just $1 on any team to score can win $100 in free bets. It's that simple. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still get in on the NFL action. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN. Bet $1 on any team to score and win $100 in free bets. If they score, you score with promo code TPPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 and older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only, minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required, one per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call one eight hundred Gambler. That that that's a that's a massive problem. Yeah, so and it go, should be, and it and that number should be about twenty. Yeah, it should be about twenty, and it should be about twenty for every NFL team. And for Seattle, I think it's eight or seven, mm-hmm. six. Yeah, Depends we're definitely how, in a we're definitely in a transition time period. Yeah, and yeah, so we no either question. we either start the transition or we roll it back one more time. And if we roll it back one more time, we make that transition harder when we do get there. And that's how you go from, so the CX kind of did this, right? Um, a few years ago when they they rolled things back a little bit, they made a little bit of a transition. They, they, they started looking, uh, you know, um, a little bit more towards the future and they were able to take a couple steps back, but then push it forward a little bit, um, but they didn't do it enough. And so um, you end up in a situation where the in two or three years, if we just kicking this kick this can down the road, the bottom will fall out of this in the way that it fell out underneath uh, Mike Holmgren, where he went from you know that team that was competitive that was winning, and then all of a sudden it was bad. It was so. You know, so what you're saying? Bad. So what you're saying is we have more options now than we would have a year from now or two years from now, where Russell Wilson 
now gives us options. It's like we can, we can build around that. There's something significant to build around mm -hmm. if everyone's on the same page. Yeah. If we're not, if we've got Pete wants to go this way, Schneider really kind of wants to go this way, Jody Allen and ownership wants to go another way. The only option, and, and, and because of that uncertainty, Russell Wilson wants to go a completely yeah. different way. So and that's the thing, because of that uncertainty, you've got to solve this problem. This has to be solved, mm -hmm. not only in, in January, like literally yeah. a month from now, we're going to need to be talking about where, where we're going. Like, yeah, it has if, to be solved by them. If Russ wants to, to leave, then there's no kicking this can down the road for another year. No, no, that there's no, changes there's, everything. Because there, there's absolutely no contending without him next yeah, year. Yeah, I think not... he's going to need to come out like right away too and either stop the speculation or start the speculation. It's going to have to come directly from him. We can't have an off season mm -hmm. of this like mindless national narrative around Russell Wilson wanting to leave and then not and then all that mm -hmm. bullshit. It needs to be handled appropriately right off the at the end of the year press conference. Like I'm with this team. This is the path, blah, 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 blah. Um, or shortly thereafter, you know, along with Pete Carroll. I mean, it really does need to, it's going to have to happen fairly quickly. Otherwise, this franchise is going to be in disarray. Even three or four weeks can be damaging to the prospects of free agency and yeah. all that if, stuff. Because if you, if you have um, all this talk where, it's, you know, Russ is going to leave and all of that, but you're, and you're trying to reset sign sign some big time free agents and and go contend next year they're not going to come here they're not going to come here for a rebuild no um unless you're just really throwing money at yes, them that, that no one else is and that's not a way to build a build a franchise either um and if russ is going to leave you don't want to go throw the, the money at those particular guys you want to go find some younger players that have some years that have um you right. know that kind of stuff though it's it's a different sell we need and to you're going to have a completely different scheme making those decisions <laughs> so yeah it's, it's just going to be well yeah it's going to be tumultuous because if you tumultuous there if russell wilson leaves does pete carroll stay to oversee the rebuild that has to happen because that that becomes you can't kick it down the road you can't make those what's good for us right now so it's chicken decisions. and the egg everything scenario, has Pete. to be and everything what happens has to first be what's the first what's the first thing that happens what's the first thing that happens um the pete first carroll thing... pete carroll has to pete carroll's the guy that has to decide i actually don't think so you don't think so i do i think, I think russell if, wilson if... russell wilson will be the guy that decides because if russell wilson um comes out and says i'm here i don't know that he's <clears throat> trumping his coach though Here's the thing. If he comes out and says, I'm here for the long term, um, then that gives Pete permission to kick this can down the road for another year and and, and run everything back and try it. And, and Pete Carroll then stays and and does all that, unless Jody Allen steps in and says, No. Um but I think it, but if Russ comes out and says, I want, you know, I want to run this back. I want to do this one more time. Let's go do this. Let's give this one more shot. I think she'll let it go and let yes. it go for another year. Mm -hmm. um, and, and so it really comes down. I think he ends up being the decision maker 
um, when it all wow. is all said and done. Because if he and if wow. he comes out and says and That's says, you know what, I'm, I'm ready for something different. I'm ready to try something else. Let's go ahead and um, make a move. Then it becomes, can Jody Allen sell him on? Okay, if you're really ready to try something else, let's try something else in Seattle and get rid of Pete and company. Or, um, it, it, and if that's not good enough for him because he wants to play for a contender, it, it is something else. Then you're starting a rebuild. And if at that point, if you're starting the rebuild, then decisions have to be made on who's going to oversee the rebuild. And maybe is, it is, is because he wants to leave a legacy and wants to rebuild the roster back to a point where it's a contender before he leaves. Um, or maybe we just go, you know what, if we're going to build this, let's build it. Let's let somebody build it for themselves and not be building it for someone else. Let's let somebody build it in their own image um, and uh, go ahead and let Pete go and, and, and that kind of stuff. So I honestly think that this, wow. this, this is all decided. So Russell Wilson us. is the kingmaker. And it happens within a month. Yeah. Like before the before the Super Bowl is finished, this franchise will know its direction. And I don't know if before the Super Bowl, but I'll say before the NFL Combine. In that two to three week window between the Super Bowl and the NFL Combine, that's when everything happens. I hope you'd hope that I would was... I would think it would happen before that because you, you want your personnel at the combine, but um yeah. yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, that would be definitely the the bottom line. And combine this year's January, uh, March first. Yeah, so so it's going to happen in that time in time because Wilson's going to want to leave and get away from the team and get home with his wife and decide what he wants. Um, and meetings have to happen and people got to talk and and all of that. He's got to meet with his agent. He's going to have to meet with Pete Carroll. Jody Allen's going to contact him. There's a lot of stuff that happens to happen after that. Can you imagine the level of speculation that is going to go on in the in the three weeks after the last snap? It, yeah. it is going to be just mind-boggling. And how do you keep everything clear? I mean, it's just going to be so noisy. I don't even. I don't even. I don't even know. Yeah. And as a, as a team, I mean, that might be something where if you're Jody Allen, you're like, no, I got to force this issue and not let it, I do not I let agree. it. I think so. Because it's not just the three weeks between the Super Bowl and the combine. It's the three weeks from uh week 18 till the Super yes. Bowl, because right. this team is yeah, absolutely this team's not making the playoffs. So their last right. snap is going to be week 18. Well, that's why I, that's why I said right after the, you know, the season to, to the Super Bowl would be the, the time that you want to squash this if you're going to squash it yeah because then everything happens behind closed doors and mm -hmm. um it's just better for your franchise i think well and if you're if better you're, for your character if you're russell wilson i think you show better yeah if, if you're able to handle your business in a yep. non-public way and i think if you come out and um as a team if you are going to make massive changes you want there to be the most possibilities. You want it to be at a time when um, assistant coaches are weighing their options on which team to join or whether to yes. sign an extension um, or possibly get a promotion. You want those options. Um, you don't want to deal with the leftovers. Um, so getting out in front of it isn't a bad thing. But with Seattle, it's going to they're not going to be out in front of it. You've got teams that are already searching for their head coach. They're already talking to people because they've already fired their head coach, right? 
Um, and Seattle's, if they fire Pete Carroll, they're looking for a president. They're looking for a direction. They're looking for um, a foundation that they can make decisions from. And that's, they wow. have to start there. Those lists are already being built if that's happening. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I would be willing to bet that they've got, they've got names. They've talked they've to got, people. They've got four, they've got four, at least four seriously considered written plans in this yeah. off season. Yeah. I guarantee it. They've already got them. Uh, and they'll deny the existence of no any question. of them uh, at all times because they don't want to be like, oh yeah, they're already discussing if, you know, what right. happens if Pete Carroll leaves. Yeah. Um, because then it makes it sound like they want Pete Carroll gone and it's no, it's just an option that Pete might leave. So they want to be prepared. Yes. Um, and Correct. so, yeah. Wow. So, but, Fascinating but, stuff. But yeah. Wow. And this so. is the first conversation. It is. Um, <laughs> I'm going to talk to you into. I'm going to talk you into this thing over yet. I'm going to talk you into this being a two part conversation and we're going to find a spot in the middle to, to cut yeah. it. Cause this was a long conversation. It's so. a long conversation, but you know, it's, <laughs> it, it is fun. It kind of harkens back to the old shows that we used to do prior yeah, to September, September, October. Um, I do kind of miss some of the old shows where we, we I got a chance too. to, to really dive in, in like this, where we really got a chance to really dive into a topic and yeah. spend more time with it. I agree. I think maybe once a month we kind of, we, we do that. Um, so the rest of the year plays out. We've got mm -hmm. Chicago coming up on Sunday. It's a meaningless game. These are meaningless For, games it's other a meaningless than staying game. healthy, finding yep. out who you've got personnel wise to go forward with. One of the best things that happened, I think this season so far is the emergence of, um, of Jake, Jake Curran, Jake Curran on the offensive line, knowing that one of three spots that we knew we were going to have to handle in the offseason is possibly set now is mm -hmm. a kind of comforting feeling to me because yep. and and it comes at one of the most important positions is yep. in the trenches on the offensive line that yep. we've talked about being so at important. this point at this point it feels like the worst case scenario um uh, at right tackle is a competition between Jake Curran and Stone Forsyth or a one-year deal with with Shell coming back, just on a simple contract. Just because. why? But you don't need to do that. You've got two guys. So true. I, That's, I true. Think, That's true. I think the I think the worst case scenario is that you have a competition between those two guys. Um, and well, I guess maybe the worst case scenario is that you sign Shell, you bench those other two guys, and you don't consider them because. That they're would not, be. That they're would not be veterans. Well, what do you, if, well, what do, you do with that, Brown on the other side? I mean, do you let the the second place guy go over and man the the left side of no. your offensive line? No, no. Um, so at that you that's a position you have to address. If you're, I you're think on, if you could get Dwayne Brown for a one year deal, you might do it. You might consider it if he considers it. Um, if he considers it and Russell Wilson stays, sure. Yes, you can. You uh, it's do not it a great, year. healthy deal for your franchise to do that. I, the only reason you would do that is because you don't have your first round pick and you're yep. not able to get the the guy that you need to get in free agency. So if it's like a one year deal, just recognize you're you're getting, as we saw from last year to this year, diminishing returns every year yes. on him. Um, but if but you that would bridge that would bridge you to either Stone Forsyth becoming ready or a, a third option that we don't have yet. Yeah. And so you have the competition at right tackle. So you've gotten young and better there. Um, you bring Brown back. 
uh, and then you you spend your resource, whether it be uh, your draft pick or your free agent money at center because you need it. Um, and so then you end up, okay, now you've got long-term options at four of your five positions and you're, you're on the last year of your left tackle and you figure that out in a year. Uh, and you've got Stone Forsythe that you're developing with the possibility that he could be that guy. Um, and so I think, yeah, you go do that. Um, if Wilson's coming back, if Wilson's not coming back, then don't bother stick Forsyth over there and let him learn on the job. Um, because you're not contending, you know, you're the only thing you're contending for is a top 10 draft pick if Wilson leaves. So what else are you trying to figure out in the last three games? Um, I'm looking at, uh, some of the, like the defensive linemen I'm looking at, um, you know, making sure that they, Colby Parkinson, I want to find out what how we've got going on in Colby Parkinson. Like what is going on? Yeah. Why haven't we seen him playing a game and catch balls? Like, come on. Yeah. Why He's... isn't DK Metcalf catching as many balls as is cup? Like, why aren't we targeting him in a, in a situation like that? Let's because... force the issue, force well... him the ball, make him king of the offense. Let's do it. Let's find out what that looks like. Let's have fun with it. Let's yeah. find out what we've got in Josh Johnson. Let's hand up the ball off to a guy that we don't even know about. Let's find out if we want to keep him around on a roster next year. Mm-hmm. Let's let's take a look Actually, at um well, interesting because of because of the situation that we've got at cornerback right now with um Brown Hurt and um you know DJ Reed on the COVID list. We got our first good look at Bless Austin. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, and, he looked fun. And he looked surprisingly decent. Um like the defensive back end did not look as terrible as I expected it to look, given, you know, the fact that they're down so many players and weren't yeah. good to begin with. Um, right, right. I mean, there were a couple of plays where it was like, what's going on? I yeah. John, there was a guy by the name of Johnson that was a safety that kind of got turned around and looked like he was yeah. he was out of sorts covering a, a receiver at some point. But you're right. I mean, it's just roster discovery at this point and yep. trying to figure out what you've got that you can carry forward that you don't have to necessarily hyper focus on replacing in mm-hmm. 2022. That's it. Yep. That's the end of the, the the game here. It's a, it's been an okay season where it hasn't even been okay. I don't even know what I'm saying. It's no. it's, it's it's been, it's been rotten. A dun- it's been a dumpster fire. It's, and, it has. Um, and when you take a look at our prediction show back in September, the first of September, we did a prediction show as we always do. I'm, I'm going to be off six games yeah. at least. You're going to be off five. And it's, it, it, it is exceedingly below expectations on all fronts. And mm-hmm. um, that's, a, that's a topic for another show hard. because I think yeah. going, we, we should go back and look at what we talked about then versus what's what happened now and no i agree that would be interesting and what happened so but that's that's a topic for another show all right let's get out of here let's do cool why don't why don't you why don't you get us out of here (laughs) okay um so you can find bill on twitter at nwc hawk you can find me at myers nfl you can find the show at hawks playbook uh find us at hawks seahawksplaybook.com uh you can find us on any uh podcast app or service that's out there we're on every single one of them uh including spotify and and um, all that kind of stuff you can also find the video version of this show which is um the newest addition to it we're now on youtube uh go ahead and and 
um, you can find us there. Go ahead and subscribe, please, please subscribe. We could use the subscribers and um, it helps us in a lot of different ways. So uh, it, yeah, we'll see you and we'll see you next time. And until next time, go Hawks. Go Hawks. Seahawks Playbook Podcast listeners, thanks for joining us for another edition of the show. You can find us on Twitter. Bill is at NW Seahawk. Keith is at Myers NFL. And the show is at Hawks Playbook. You can listen and subscribe to the show at SeahawksPlaybook.com. Podcast Network. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers.